wants coffee? Who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. The new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Welcome back, everybody, to Java Chat. <laughs> with, with the wonderful things of ID10T error, uh, user errors that happen, um, we, we, are, we are back. <laughs> We're back. We're back with a gentleman who, um, who I found online um, through either Instagram or TikTok. Uh, and, and wanted him to come and share a story because, and I don't know if you guys have been watching this, but through, throughout the, the trend of what Java chat has shared with you, just about every guest has a similar, um, has a similar experience, uh, all unique to each person, but, uh, fairly, fairly the same in, in the journey, if you will. So I found Jeff Schaefer, oops, that way, uh, Jeff, thank you for coming and joining us and, and being willing to share your story here on Java Chat. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. It's, it's, a, um, it's an interesting thing that most, uh, a lot of listeners, we, and we have a lot of younger listeners too. I, I was very surprised when I was looking at our analytics. They, they must be listening for some reason. I'm assuming some of it has to do with people's stories because everybody thinks they're an island in the sea. And what nobody realizes is it's an actual archipelago. We're all pretty close to each other. We're not very far off, all our unique little spots, but the journeys have a, have a similar flow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. You know, I, 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 uh, you know, I've come across many people in my life, you know, and I, I really am amazed each time when I, when they start to say things that say, and, and bells start going off in my head, right? That was me. That was me. Oh, just like that. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's part of what makes us so successful as a society at its root is that we all go through things similarly. Um, we just don't know it because some people don't share it. It's true. And, and I think a lot of people um, are afraid to share uh, only because they do believe that it's, it's, only a, uh, it's only a them experience. It's not, it's not necessarily an everyone experience. And again, while absolutely unique to each human, um, the journey of being a human is has got a, a pretty similar flow. No matter how you look at it, we all grow, we all learn, we fail, we succeed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but when we begin to share, as the social beings that we are, we begin to see the similarities, and and again, we become the little groups and peoples that we that we have become. Um, I would love for you to share your story, um, how you got to where you are today, because you are a successful entrepreneur and you're still succeeding and you're still building but it all starts somewhere. So where did it start for you? Right, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, uh, I grew up in a very small area of, of, of Ohio. And again, I did not feel a little bit like uh, I had a lot in common with many people, although I did feel a little bit uh, unique in the sense that I was uh, in a situation where I grew up in a, in a small school district where my dad was a teacher yeah. and I felt very much like <clears throat> I, I 
I was isolated because of that. Um, and I was treated differently. Um, I was bullied. Um, I was, you know, I was sort of um, harassed uh, because of that and other things that were either perceived or real. And, uh, and I really, I felt like um, an outcast, quite honestly. Um, and, you know, as I grew up, uh, I sort of built resiliency, right? I mean, that's what we do as humans, right? We, we yeah. either, we either, we get through it or, or we, we get stuck. And, uh, and, and I'd say to people all the time, we are standing or sitting or, or walking right here because we've gotten through a hundred percent of life's adversities. Yep. You know, yep. whether you feel like you've overcome it or not, you've gotten through it because you're still here. Yep. You're listening to this and, and you're telling, and, and, and you're, and you're telling your story somehow to somebody somewhere. And, you know, whether you have a small group of people or a large group of people uh, in your life, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, quantity is not the important part. It's about finding the quality people in your life. Yep. And I was lucky enough to come across a great community of people uh, that accepted me at every level, right? Um, whether I was, whether I was fat, whether I was skinny, whether I was, you know, smart, whether I had a lot to learn, uh, they accepted me no matter what. And I think the thing that most people struggle with is that they feel like that's never going to happen for them. The reality is in the, in the world of social media in this, in this day and age, um, there, we are always going to find our people. Oh, yeah. And the reason, the, the reason why I say that is because, you know, people pay attention to what they, what they're attracted to whether that be uh, image, whether that be um, authenticity, whether that be um, some kind of lifestyle uh, that people are involved in, um, and then they ignore the rest, right? Yeah. It's easy, the yeah. click of a button, right? And so I feel like that's really, when I started to really dig into connecting with people on a, on a level, and it, you know, there's so many people out there, I think because they're ignorant to what social media actually offers, they don't know just how real of a connection you can make with people because you know, we start to become more vulnerable. We start to share things that, that we never would have shared before because there's a filter, right? There's a, there's a bound, there's a barrier. There's, a, there is a, there's some safety in that. Um, and, and, you know, some people do uh, go off the rails and, and treat it like, um, you know, a kind of a free for all. And then there's people like myself who've just settled into the idea that sharing exactly who I am is safe. I can do that. Um, and I'm gonna find people that accept me um, for that reason. It's interesting too that most people, and and this is this is talked about by a few of the social media celebrities, uh, they they consistently try to impress on people. If you're worried about what other people think about you, you're thinking about the wrong thing. That's right. Because yeah. there are yeah. there are people out there that do identify with you. I mean, look at the communities that are being built on Instagram, um, on Facebook, on TikTok, on even on Twitter. I mean, you know, when they have their tweet ups and stuff, and the the amount of absolute participation that happens on all of them it's huge it is but it also tells you oh and, and there's another one too uh my son's uh participates in a bunch of what are called discords if anybody has ever heard of that there's a huge community on there and he's like on 10 or 11 of them all at once and i have no idea how he does it but but they all know each other Right. Uh, to the point that they take trips with each other for um for air shows and stuff like that i mean he literally flies out to other states and goes and hangs out with these guys. I've met one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and the only reason that I met one of them was because he happened to come here to Las Vegas once a year, got to talk with him, found out he was a solid dude. And his first trip away from home with this social media group, uh, I literally was on the phone with him going, this is my only blood. 
I'm counting on you to take care of him because I can't be there. And his response was, you have my word, sir, he will be safe. And I was like, good enough for me. Um, When you find that, when you've started getting into this, this whole realization that your story mattered, because it does, what was the, what was the, how did that begin? I mean, where did you, where did you start picking up on the aha moment that, oh, shit, there are some people that really, that, that can identify with me. It was when I started branching out into to interest groups. So, you know, the way social media is set up is, especially um, Facebook, is that mm-hmm. you, can, you can join groups that have themes to them. Um, and a big theme for me is fitness, um, overall wellness. Mental Couldn't tell. Health. Um, <laughs> not not by so, the way you look. Not, not, a, not a lick. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, you know, and I, honestly, um, you know, th- there's, some, there's, some, there's some real genuine people out there that are looking to help others. And, and not necessarily for profit. I mean, this is an amazing opportunity for people to connect at a real level. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the, the, the days of posing in front of a Lamborghini that belongs mm-hmm. to somebody else are over and done with, right? The, 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 I mean, and I know that we all say that we're authenticity, right? But, but it's real. Like, we're actually telling real stories to connect with real people on a real level. And when I started to connect in those groups, um, that's when I really found my 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 tribe, right? It, it it just it just made sense that I was getting resources and connections with people that that actually cared about what I cared about, and it was no longer superficial. It was all about really uh, digging deep into who we are as people. What was that? Re- what was that like? Like, what was the? I mean, when you have that realization and you find the group and you you start connecting with everybody. Was it overwhelming or was it relieving? Was it what what was the what was the result of that? Right, it can it can be overwhelming, and at the beginning it was because I didn't quite understand how to filter through some of the noise. Right, there's just there's still a lot of noise out there, and for me, it was about really um, you know connecting with people who who had this uh, gen this, uh, not genuine I mean genuine is there, but I think that it was something that was uh, that connected with my heart. Right, and I. I needed to make sure that these people, it's like, it's like vetting anybody in your life, right? I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. to me, it's no different than meeting mm-hmm. someone at the grocery store or at the gym or, you know, uh, out shopping, you know, you just, there's something about them that says they're okay. And for me, um, it was about doing that. And, uh, you know, it was about being consistent too. Um, I, I really found that the more I got involved with the group, the more I posted in the group about what I was interested in, I found people that also had that interest. And that told me the people that I really needed to connect with. Did you, did you end up like creating your own group and starting to do something there just to create more community or what, what, what was the evolution of that? Right. Yeah. So I, I actually belonged to a group already um, of people that was interested in a lot of things that I was interested in. Um, and I sort of, you know, I sort of really try to uh, pull people to me um, who are interested in the things I'm interested in and sharing with them what it is that I'm doing. Because as I said earlier, you know, when we keep things to ourselves, I feel like it's too selfish. I, I really want to share uh, the good things that have helped me in my life. And that's how we help society at large. And so um, I, I, I do have a group of my own. Um, I think I think we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I, I want to I want to tell everybody that who's who's nervous about uh, social media or or don't really know um, what uh, what's out there is just get involved. Just find a group that, that connects with your interests, your hobbies, um, something that you've always wanted to do, or something that you were interested in 
uh, earlier in your life and maybe you're trying to re rekindle that, uh, get involved with the group and, and, and just look at the posts, uh, find out who's in there. Um, you know, in this day and age of, of COVID and in the pandemic, the same thing we've learned that connecting uh, virtually um, can be just as effective um, as connecting in person. And I want to add on to that. When you're online looking for these groups, realize that the amount of noise that's going on right now around all of that, around politics and stuff, it, it's oh. never been louder than it has in the last year. I mean, right. absolute loud. Yes. You're probably going to have to do some sifting through the sand, if you will, to find, to, find the, to find the gold. It's just, it is the way it is. But if you make that time and take that time to go through and you will find, you will find those people and you'll find them in sometimes some of the most unsuspecting places. I came across you purely by chance. I, and, and I think it was, I swear it was an FYP thing. Uh, mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, it was a, 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 it's called the for you page. And as I was scrolling through, Jeff hopped up and I looked at it and I was like, oh, he's cool. I need to, I, I watched a few of his videos. I'm like, oh no, this guy needs to come. So it's, it's. If you're worried about what you're going to come across, realize it's as easy as next or as simple as, well, I didn't want to search that out. What else is there? And just keep going until you find something that, that makes sense. Pretty simple. Absolutely. The features involved in, in, in doing that sifting through the sand, as you said, is, is there, you know, I mean, if you, if you, it's just like, like I said earlier, when you're meeting somebody in person, you get a, you get a weird feeling about them. You'll know. It's almost, it's almost easier virtually. You can just hit that block button. And, and, and then you don't have to see that anymore. You know? I wish people would remember that. Yeah, I mean, exactly. How, how often do we, it's, it's like, dude, I get it. You don't like what I talk about. It's called block. That's right. You never That's have right. to see me again. That's <laughs> exactly right. I mean, it's, it's really, uh, in, my, in my journey, um, you know, it's been an evolution of my confidence, right? And I think that's the thing that a lot of people um, struggle with is their confidence. Their confidence in putting themselves out there, being vulnerable, but also letting people in, right? And so I think if you remember that, you know, it's as easy as saying, I have a sixth sense about this, I'm just not gonna go there and hitting that block button. Every time you do that, it, you gain confidence because you, you've taken control over your life and the people that are in your circle. One thing, and this is a theme throughout my entire life now, it's like a theme. I, you know, I, I listened to somebody uh, very influential in my life and, and she said, that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yep. You know, and so if you think about the five people that you spend the most time with, evaluate what qualities they bring to your life. And that's the kind of, those are the qualities you want to be looking for in people that you decide to let into your life. Because again, you know, we all start to pick up on or feed off of those influences that are in our, in our inner circle. Mm -hmm. And the minute we let something negative in there, it starts to become a virus and it just yeah. spreads. So, yeah. um, so I'm very cognizant of that and I encourage other people to do that as well. Um, when I go live on Facebook to tell my story or, or share some type of um, you know, tip or, or provide value to my, my followers and my, my friends, um, I tell them and I thank them for spending time with me because, yeah. because I am, I'm honored to be a part of that circle of people that they spend time with and I, I'm, I'm very uh, humble uh, to have received their time because time is the only absolute commodity that can never be getting, be, be received, right? We cannot create more time. Once we give it to somebody, it's, it's theirs forever. 
Yep. So, um, so it's really important to remember that that the people that you choose to have in your circle and the time that you spend with them is is the most basic and most foundational thing um, in relationships. Great advice, killer advice. Um, Guys, we've got to take a short 30-second break. We'll be back, uh, and then when we get back, we're going to continue that part of the conversation as well as what, what makes Jeff do what he do, do does do what he does, do what he does, jeez, I need more coffee. Do, what Jeff does and why he does it, the big why is always a, is a big question about behind things, and I think in his story, we'll find some really good inspirational points, so we'll be back in 30 seconds. And we're back here at Java Chat, coffee with Mike, hanging out with the... Jeff Schaefer. You know, I have to, had to do it that way. Just the, you know, throw it in. Um, we were talking a little bit about um, building communities and building trust, being authentic, and things around um, social media and and how to manage. Obviously, how to manage uh, growing your your own circle. Uh, your journey, moving from being a teacher's son to the next phase and the next phase and the next phase. What was the first one that hit you? Before then, I'm, I'm assuming this is before social media really started hitting. But what was the first one that hit you and the major started going, hmm, there's got to be something more to this? Well, you know, uh, first of all, I think I want to go back to sort of my development of my professional career. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a licensed social worker uh, by, by profession. And uh, when I went to college, um, I, I came out of, you know, not just those, um, you know, experiences as a child. Um, with my dad and the, and the bullies that, that found me, um, but also some pretty traumatic uh, sexual abuse uh, with me as a child. And so I kind of carried some of those things with me, you know, the whole processing of it over a, probably about um, almost a decade. But, uh, you know, when I went to college, um, I, I started in engineering school. I actually kind of transitioned from doing um, electrical engineering uh, and, and, and on to college. And I felt like I was really lost. I didn't have that thing that really connected me with what I was doing, what I was learning. Mm. So I actually went to uh, the uh, guidance um, you know, office and said, I, I, I feel lost in this. I need, I need some guidance here. And so they said, here, take this, this exam, this inventory, and it will tell you what your, what your, what your uh, skills are, what your interests are, what you're good at. So I took this inventory and it spit out that I needed to be in the helping profession. So uh, so I started taking classes in psychology and just fell in love with it. You know, finding out how people work, um, how people function, how people evolve, um, how we develop, that was the thing that really hit my heart. And so, um, so I, I, I began uh, to study psychology and, and got a bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, and, and then, you know, I went to my by uh, academic advisor and said, okay, time to, you know, find a job. And he said, oh no, you're going to be going to grad school. <laughs> I said, that's not what I want to do. I've been in school now for five years because switching majors added a year onto my school. Oh, yeah. So, um, which is a typical story, I think for most people, but, you know, so I said, I'm, I'm done with school. I really need to get out there and actually dig in uh, and help people. I've been learning about all this and I want to put it to, to, to the test. And so he said, good luck and excuse me from his office. <laughs> Um, and so because I wasn't ready to do what he wait, wanted wait. to do. Like, like literally just like, okay, good, see ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly how the conversation went. He said, you know, I've, I've given you my advice. You don't want to take it, so um, I wish you the best. Oh. Uh, no, no additional paths to follow, no additional advice to, to pursue. It was all about just, you know, grad school and that's it. And, I, and again, I don't know if there was some kind of financial kickback. They wanted to get more people enrolled in the programs. I don't, I don't know. But so... 
luckily I connected with somebody who I uh, knew from an internship uh, when I was working on a suicide helpline um, in my senior year, and he actually got me connected with child welfare. Uh, so I actually uh, began my career in child welfare uh, as an investigator of child abuse and neglect. And so uh, it's completely not at all what I thought I'd be doing. Yeah, right. Uh, but it's just sort of a, a testament to the fact that even though we don't know what's in store for us, and we aren't sure about it, um, if we open ourselves up to it, uh, it, it, it provides us with such um, an amazing experience. So How old were you I, uh, So I, my, my initial plan was to go to this career, um, get some experience, and then eventually go back to grad school in something that I felt connected with. Um, and so uh, <laughs> got married, started a family, um, and time gets away from you. How, what, what age was this? What, what age did all this happen at? So I was 22 when I started in child welfare. Wow. So you started, you started con considering, all things considered these days, that's kind of early. Right. Yep. I, I, I went straight from college into uh, my career in child welfare and started in 1999. I'm going to age myself a little bit here. In 1999, I started in child welfare and again, felt like I was going to just do, do my short stint in, in child welfare and get out and, and find something else. Well, 10 years later, I was still there. Uh, <laughs> I had found, I had found uh, my passion. I had found something that, that just connected with my soul. And um, I, I was helping people. I was, um, you know, I was in a, thank, a thankless career where people did not want to open the door and will, literally welcome me into their homes. But I somehow had to find a way to do that. Um, and, and for anybody who's been in any kind of um, public service, um, you have to understand that, that either you um, evolve and you uh, engage in the communities or you're going to get eaten alive. So I learned how to lean on supports that I never had before. Um, I remember I grew up in this small town, right? I didn't have a whole lot of experiences with other cultures. And I went into this urban setting um, in Cleveland, Ohio, oh, and boy. I felt immersed in this totally different culture that I wasn't familiar with, and I had to make it work. Uh, so I did. How long did it take before you finally felt like you were getting what, what it was like to work there? Uh, wow. You know, it probably took a, a solid 18 months. Um, it wasn't, it, that was when the shock wore off. Um, the, that's when I started to realize, okay, I have a place here. Um, I'm doing good things, um, regardless of the resistance that I get from people, I know that I'm making a difference. And so, um, I, but it, in doing that, I really had to lean on people to, to remind me of why I got involved. And so I'm glad that you, you mentioned it that way um, when we started this segment, because it's really important to remember why you do things. Um, I talk a lot about um, thinking of reasons why you do things, instead of excuses why you don't. Right. Um, it's that shift in mindset that really can make a huge difference in everybody's lives. And so when I found my why, um, I started to connect um, deeper and deeper with the uh, mission that I was on to sort of help families function um, healthy, uh, healthier. So um, ironically, um, my, my family situation at home was not going so well. And um, I really ran into a situation where I felt like um, I was emotionally in danger. Um, I, 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 was, I spent all my days helping others sort of sort out their difficulties and their 
dysfunction um, and was ignoring what was going on behind um, mm -hmm. my doors at home. Easy to and do. So, um, in 2009, um, I sort of had a huge wake-up call um, when I, um, after a series of events, uh, found that my wife was having an affair. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it, it, when you think about the devastation that that sort of thing can inflict on people, and believe me, I did experience that uh, um, feeling and that, that uh, roller coaster ride of, of, uh, of devastation. But, you know, it's those defining moments in your life that actually teach us the most about ourselves. Um, for the first time in a very long time, I felt a burst of confidence in myself and stood up for myself in a way that um, surprised me. And uh, it, you know, when things uh, like tragedy happens in our lives, it really gives us an opportunity to, um, to really uh, do, do a, an evaluation of who we are and where we're at. Um, and so for those people who go through trauma and, and really horrific things, um, you know, anybody who can get through those things can tell you at the, end, at the end of it that it's the lessons along the way and the challenges that they had to face that really had them grow um, as people. And so, uh, you know, you would think, you know, unfortunately for me, I didn't uh, take uh, that confident moment and, and, and run with it. I sort of, it was a burst <laughs> and it kind of fizzled out. I ended up staying in a, in a broken marriage for six years after that. Um, and, you know, just like most people you hear about, uh, I stayed for the children. I stayed for a reason outside of myself. And, um, and you know, looking back on it now, it was the best thing I could do at the time. Um, and it was the noble thing to do, right? It was, it was my role as a father to take care of them. And the way to do that is to keep them in a household where there was, you know, two parents. And that's a very traditional mindset, but um, I found another way. <laughs> so I figured, I, I, you know, and you talked about how people sort of plant themselves along the way as sort of like uh, forks in the road or, or uh, street posts, uh, yep. directions, signs to tell you what, to kind of give you uh, some kind of sense of where to go. Um, I was sitting in my driveway one night um, in a really pit of despair contemplating the end of my life. And uh, my neighbor came out um, and just kind of happened to want to talk about something that was going on with him. <laughs> and that conversation evolved into something that, that saved my life. So um, to this day, I don't think that I've taken the time to thank him for that because he had no idea what he walked into. But it's those kinds of things that really, for me, because remember I had worked on a suicide hotline, so I had a little bit of background in how to manage those situations. But for myself, I couldn't apply it. So I tell people all the time that um, if you're not feeling good about the situation right now, wait till tomorrow, it'll be better. Wait till tomorrow, it'll be better. And even if it's not, you've still given yourself an opportunity to experience what's next. Um, and I'll tell you where I was at back in that driveway to where I am now is so drastically different and better than I could ever imagine. And it's because I had, I kind of built this compass of compass in myself to weed out all of the negative influences. 
So I came across uh, a community of people uh, who I found uh, through a mutual friend uh, and they are just a burst of positivity and a burst of acceptance that I've, I've never seen before. Um, they provide so much inspiration in my life. Um, I, I connect with people all over the world now because of this. I mean, I literally have people that I can call on anytime and say, hey, I need somewhere to stay. Could I crash? Um, or I'm gonna be visiting this area, you know, let's get together. And I always have somebody available. Um, so, you know, I came across this, um, this community and uh, it started to dig in. You know, I started to say, you know, this is where I feel like I'm at home. And, uh, and it really evolved into something that now has provided such a, a legacy for me and my children. Uh, I, I, by the way, I got divorced, all of that, you know, worked itself out. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of times when I spend, um, you know, some conscious uh, time thinking about how thankful I am for the for that for that you know experience because mm -hmm. now I actually know what kind of relationship I want because I have a contrast of what I don't want. Yeah, um, and so that's another reason why I think it's really important people take a, a, a look at their lives because. The more we, un you know, we, people spend so much time on the negative. You know, I don't like this. That person's mean to me. Da, 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 all that. So if you know what you don't like, you automatically know what you do. So, so it's just, it's really about um, kind of trying to flip things around uh, and spin it as we say. So, right, we have to, we have to take um, the good with the bad. And I say all the time, you know, we can complain all the time about, you mentioned politics earlier, about all the negative things that you hear in politics. And just remember that for every horrible thing that you hear or, or negative um, statement that people make, there's a way to, 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 to stay positive from it. So I, I connected with these people and found that it wasn't just an opportunity to find positivity and, and, and love, unconditional love but it was also an opportunity for me to build a business. That's cool. That's, uh, we were just talking about that coffee mug. I, I had the same mug. Ah, you, I love there. this thing, right? Have a, is that, uh, have a nice day? It says be a, be a nice human. Be a nice human. That's the one. Be okay. a nice human. <clears throat> yeah. And, and, and the reason that we both enjoy that cup is it's positively huge, which That's means right. you put a lot of coffee it in it. Positively huge is right. Um, Positively you know, caffeinated. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We all need that. Um, and, you know, yeah. So I, 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 I found. You know, I entered the world of network marketing, and network marketing um, for some people uh, they struggle with that. But I'm going to spin it like this. I'm going to say it like this. All of us, most of us, watch Netflix, and we we enjoy certain television shows. Sure. You go to work or you at your next family function, you tell people about that Netflix show, right? Watch this amazing show, changed my life, gave me all these perspectives. I love it. You should watch it, right? The thing that most people don't realize is that's network marketing. Because you're sharing something that really has affected you in a positive way with others. Because you want them to experience that same thing you're experiencing. The difference is when you share your, your review of a Netflix show, don't get 
commission on that, right? Right. Netflix doesn't give you a kickback for saying that you love the 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 the, the TV show that you watch. This is where people can build a, a community to help others have a better experience with life and actually build income along the way from simply holding a device in your hand that everybody holds in their hand all day long anyway. And so I thought, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, but there's so much support and there's so much, um, so many resources available in this particular team of people uh, that there's no way to fail. The only way to fail is to quit, right? The only way to, 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 to fail is, is to quit. And so just like all the experiences I had through going through all those tragedies in my life, I thought to myself, I can't, once I do this, I, I have to keep going. I can't quit because if I quit, then I'm checking out and then I'm not going to be able to see what's on the other side of this. You, you, I was uh, able to actually build something that is an amazing um, platform to do the things I love to do. And that is help people uh, enrich their lives and also support my, me and my kids. It's interesting because um, when I when I found you, the stuff that what you were sharing was just uh, was interesting information, general information. Actually, you weren't even talking about any products. You were just basically sharing, hey, this is what's going on in, in the world of nutrition. Um, and I that's what caught my attention. You said something really interesting about that. Um, and, I, and I just had a guest recently. Um, and this is what he said. He said, failure is just a data point. Defeat is when you quit. That's right. And, and that I, I found that extremely profound because it's true. Every failure is just a lesson to be learned. That's right. So if you fail once, okay, you fail twice, three times, 10 times, 15 times. Sheesh. The guy that, <clears throat> the guy that created WD-40, you've never heard that story. 40 different formulations before he finally got the one that works. Wow. 40. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. And because you're talking about chemistry here. That's, it does, you don't just get over there and go, oh, I have to throw some zinc and throw some, well, no, not water. Maybe we'll throw some hydrochloric acid with her, you know, and, and it, oh, here it is. It's, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. It didn't work that way with Edison. It didn't work that way with anybody who, who invented things. It, whether it was an epiphany or not, there were still iterations that had to be had. So you, numerous failures. Uh, What's the big one? Uh, Post-its. Oh, yeah. The biggest, yeah. the biggest failure on the planet made somebody a multimillionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be better than Gorilla Glue or Super Glue and failed miserably. Well, there you have it. And it was a data point. All they did was switch it. This is for anything in, in life as, as right. whether you're building a business or whether you're you know, just trying to get your head wrapped around what your purpose is. You're going to have failures. It happens. Right. Having a community like what you're talking about definitely brings about a um, not just a support. Uh, what's what's the word? A, a an infrastructure of sorts that will allow you to make the climb a little easier. You, it, you'll you'll have the encouragement when you need it. You'll also have the support if you slip. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Great yeah, communities I, do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, I had no idea, no reference point when I started this. Um, I kind of fell into it because the person who introduced me to it, um, I was in a relationship with, and it was simply here, drink this thing. It'll make you feel better. I was in a really bad place in my fitness career. I was in a really bad place emotionally in my life. I was still trying to process the divorce. I was trying to figure out what kind of father I was, what kind of single father I was going to be. And, uh, and she's just like, here, take this. And I was like, okay, fine. 
I'll do anything once. And so I try this thing. And I'm like, wow. It's like all the, all the, all the, all the wires connected, all of the, everything made sense. It tasted great. It had me feeling amazing. And anytime I do something that makes me feel good, I'm going to keep doing it. I want to keep yeah. doing this thing. And so before I knew it, uh, 10 days in, I was feeling amazing. Uh, 10 weeks in, my body started to, to change and I was feeling stronger. I was sleeping better. I was, I mean, there's a whole lot that comes along with taking care of yourself. And oh, yeah. I didn't have any clue what was going on. I thought I knew, I thought I knew stuff. I didn't know stuff. I didn't know anything. Um, and so I just got this thirst, literally, for knowledge, for, for figuring out what worked best for me. And then when I figured that out, I figured I need to share this with other people. Yeah. So you found me on TikTok. I actually joined TikTok March of 2020, right when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, and that's when everybody was sort of like losing their jobs, struggling. Everything was falling apart. And I yep. said, I'm going to dig in and I want to find as many people I can help as possible. Um, and so I did that. And I started sharing recipes. I started sharing my fitness. <clears throat> I started sharing my life. Um, and I started, I, I, sh I did a video about how to save money on your electric bill. Like I just wanted to help people at their root because there were so many people struggling. Yeah. And the more and more I did that, the more and more I realized there were so many people out there that just craved something else, something bigger, uh, something better. And so I, you know, I started sharing uh, the product and, uh, and they, they just started loving it. And then, it, and then it became, it wasn't just about a product. It was about people. It was about a community. It was about um, being there for people at a root level uh, and, and helping them through broken marriages like I was in, um, helping them through uh, finding their identity. I mean, I connect with people who are, who are middle-aged or older who are still struggling with who, I, who am I. And, and I offer coaching calls to people. Uh, and most of those coaching calls have nothing to do with the product. <laughs> they have everything to do with what they're going through in life. Mm -hmm. it, it has to do with who am I? How do I get through this? And my background in, in psychology, my background in social work, helps to fuel that that aspect of my business and so i want to i want to jump in there real quick and just kind of <clears throat> clarify a couple of things because what you're sharing is what's commonly known as the servant leader attitude and it's not exclusive to anybody who's got a psychology background it's not exclusive to anybody that's got a social work background for anybody that's that's listening to this as an entrepreneur, as a business professional, as, as whatever it is that you're doing, if you come at life with that kind of attitude that you just want to help, if you can, you just want to help people, you will find that your personal brand will increase by leaps and bounds. Listen to what Jeff just said. Half the coaching calls, if not more than half the coaching calls, have nothing to do with the business that he's in. They have to do with the person that's on the other side of that line. He's there to help them figure out where they're at and where they're going. Sometimes it's just letting the person talk it through. I'm one of those guys. I got to talk stuff through in order to figure it out. So I get on a call with my business partner. I'm like, I need you to listen. And he goes, go for it. And we go through it. And by the end of that call, it's like, I got it. Thanks. He didn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, like it was dead silent. If you're doing like what Jeff's talking about, as you're building your brand personally and your business, it will be much easier for people to connect with you simply because they see you as 
not just a one solution, you know, a one trick pony, if you will. They're not just seeing you as a one solution kind of deal. They're seeing you as part of their community. They're seeing you as part of part of a place where they can come in and uh, if you want to call it, be safe, be supported, be, be nurtured, et cetera, et cetera, any of those things. You may not even have to say anything, but being there will make it much easier for somebody to come back to you when you offer like what Jeff has in his process. We'll talk about this stuff in a minute, but what he offers isn't a product. He offers clarity. He offers, he offers introspect and perspective. We are in ourselves. I, I learned this from, a, from a, one of the religious leaders that I know. It's so funny. Humans are so good at tearing apart things outside. Why? Because their eyes cannot turn around and look in. If you could pull your eyeballs out and turn it around at you, maybe you might get a clue. Because for the most part, that's our biggest challenge. We're always looking this way. So when we do it in a manner of looking at somebody going, I can see there's something up. How can I, how can I be a support to you? First off, they're going to freak out and be like, what do, what do, what do you mean? Yeah. I just see some things going on and I, I don't, I don't like seeing you in this, in this way. I don't like seeing you in this frame. Do you need somebody to talk to? Do you need something? I mean, what, how can I help? That's right. And then sharing the value that he's been sharing. Look, I mean, he, he did a video on how to save money on your electric bill. Jesus, he's in the nutrition industry. What the hell is he talking about electric bills for? Because he wants to help. It's a That's genuine, right. authentic human being human. That's right. And That's if, right. and if more entrepreneurs, business people, everybody, we're more like that. The office gossip would slow down a hell of a lot. Oh yeah. A lot more productivity would be had because people would be not worrying about the bullshit that's going on in their life, but looking for the good, the good shit, if you will, right. and how to push that forward and how to push forward as a team, as well as an individual. It's a different mindset, y'all, what you're hearing here, Jeff and a lot of my other guests all push that. It's not, and, and what's really, what's really funny is, it's freaking addictive once you get used to it, isn't it, Jeff? That's right. It is. And I'll tell you, when I first started on TikTok, I thought, ah, this is, this is, this is not, this is going to fail miserably, <laughs> but it's okay because again, it's an experience, right? I, I'll tell you, you know, and this is not me bragging. This is me just, just, just giving perspective. I, today I have over 50,000 followers on TikTok. Way more than um, me, dude. <laughs> I, and, I, and I only have that many followers because I provided a piece of who I am. That's that's what got that's what got the attention of people. It's not, and that's why you said organic, right? That's that's you, all the things you just said is about explaining organic connections. Yep. Yep. This is not about a business transaction. This is about a relationship. And so, all of the people that I have in my community, all the people that I touched and change their lives, I know them personally, or I've made a conscious effort to. I have over 400 people in my community now, okay? And that is unreal. Like, I, and, and I've only been doing this less than two years. And, you know, most brick and mortar businesses tank in the first year. Yep, yeah, they do. And here I am, I have no brick and mortar. I have no, I mean, all I have are the, the resources on my phone and I'm still going strong. So everybody who likes to, to, to bash or to, to somehow turn a nose up to what network marketing is, they have to, they have, the proof's in the pudding, all right? I'm driving a car right now that is bought and that's, that's paid for by my business. I don't have to dip into my full-time income. I do this part-time, by the way, for those people listening. I do this part-time. This is not my full-time job, all right? I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have to, um, uh, you know, 
devote all of my time into this, I can do this part-time and still have a life. Um, and so there's a lot of resources out here, a lot of ways to do this that people don't, don't understand. And I yeah, want to share that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it is not your quote-unquote traditional business. Um, as, as much as it's mainstream these days. Um, and there's, there's been a lot of good and a lot of not so good in, in the realm. And sometimes people want to blame the company. Sometimes want to, people want to blame the leadership. You know what, honestly, if you're looking outward, you're not really taking the time to look at what you really need. Cause I know guys that were under horrible conditions in, in this business that you're talking about, yeah. their leaders sucked. were never available. Just anywhere. Uh, the companies were horrible. They did things to the field that were just, I mean, I've seen it all from, from startups that never made it past year one to super established companies that literally shut off the whole field and, and took things in a whole different direction because the shareholders uh, wanted to do something else and screwed everybody out in the field. And yet I know some guys that were either they read the writing on the wall <clears throat> and made some moves or moved on to the next deal. They didn't let it stop them. And they're still, and they're still doing very well in other businesses to this day. Um, I knew one guy, um, he had a group called the Top Gun uh, that literally named after the movie. Cause like yeah. the whole, I mean, they had a webpage full icon. It was the plane. It was a, it was a Tomcat. Wow. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he had a list of his top performers who of course, including himself, they were well into eight figures. And I'm looking at that going, and they just left such and such company and they're already over here just like blowing it up. What the heck? And then I met him. I had a chance to meet him. Um, four, four of them were all leaders. The main guy was the only one that wasn't constantly on his phone. The other three, like every five seconds, phone turning on. Hey man, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, we're here. We're doing, we're doing this deal. Yeah, absolutely. Who do you got? I mean, they were just like nonstop, three-way conference, whatever. I'm looking at them going, and this is why they're succeeding because they will do what it takes to make it to make it work. Even after being screwed so badly by the company that they were with previously, they recovered in no time. So you were talking about resilience earlier. Uh, one of the biggest things in any business is resilience, whether that's network marketing, traditional marketing, direct selling, it doesn't matter, entrepreneur brick and mortar. Resilience matters because as the, as the general that's going to lead the charge, you've got to be able to take the first arrow. And, and most good generals already got a bunch of scars on them from taking the first arrow and just about everything. So when folks like you come out and all of a sudden, hey, I've been there. I know what it's like to get stabbed. I know what it's like to get sheathed and, and, and just completely run through by a, by, a, by a javelin. I get it. I know what you're dealing with. Let me show you how I dealt with it. That's right. Maybe, maybe this will help you. Uh, most, most people are afraid to face that, even though they've already been run through. I mean, how many people have you come across that are like that? Oh, there's a lot. I mean, you know, I, I think everybody I talk to uh, will say that they have experienced some type of um, tragedy or some kind of backstabbing or the, the, another company that they were involved with that just wasn't there for them. Yeah, uh, We're different in the sense that we provide so many um, training opportunities, so much um, uh, 
connections with people. Um, I literally, like I said, I can pick up the phone and call my up my my upper leader. Okay, um, I can call her name is Jessie Lee Ward. I don't know if anybody in the network marketing space will know who I'm talking about if if, if I say that name. And the reason why is because she has she's built something um, out of of literally the basement of a house she was staying in, um, and she she has now um, earned a, a, the a pedestal on in the social in the in the network marketing space because she did something that was a pioneer move, right? So she said, "I will build on social media," and and everybody who was in network marketing at the time said that's going to completely fail, and she just used that as fuel to 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 spark something that was just. I'm 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 one of over twenty thousand on my team, um, and that is a huge accomplishment. I'm a small fish. I'm a small fish in the sea, but I still show up on those leaderboards, um, and it's because I, I I've actually dug in and actually taken advantage of the resources that are available here, and I want to show other people how to do that as well because. As I mentioned, I, you know, I drive around in a car that, that is paid for by my business, by the efforts that I put in. Um, and I, I think that there's people out there that have smaller goals, like a tank of gas, a date night with their spouse, um, groceries <laughs> in their cupboards, um, maybe a vacation that they've been dying to go on, now that we'll probably be able to go on vacations again. You know, all of these things that people say, oh, well, someday, someday, someday. No, why don't you start today? Why don't you start doing that today? And the reason why it's so, uh, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's about being uncomfortable and building something out of who you really are and, and finding those people who want to, to, to run with you. It's, it's interesting. You, you um, remind me of an old, uh, somebody I used to work with. Um, he, he is, he's, and I think he still says it to this day. When is a good time like now to get started? Because you can't, you can't, you can always say tomorrow. You can always say, "Oh, I'll, I'll do it in a minute," which becomes five and ten and an hour and so on. But it's like, when's a good time like now? Like, is it is it is it day one or is it one day? It's that simple. Yeah, and and I like the way you did that because it's actually reversed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but you yep. you put it you put it in the right frame though. Is it day yep. one? Like, day one. are you going are you going to sit here and tell me that you're going to stick with that other side, and 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 like. Do the come on man let's 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 be real here you know let's what's yeah. the real reason <laughs> that's right that's right the reason is you deserve it the reason is you are a the thing we connect with people that that uh we need to take care of because i think i've, I've come across so many caregivers uh in the in the business that i'm in and we don't remember that taking care of ourselves is so much more important. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I'm trying to really shift people's mindsets to being mindful of their own needs before they start to give to others because we, we, we wear ourselves thin. Um, and so, so it's, it's really important to remember that, that before we do any other good deeds for others, we need to make sure we're, we're uh, filling ourselves up first. Sweet. Guys, we're going to take another short 30-second break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what Jeff's actually working on. We'll talk a little bit about his company and what he does, uh, and then a little bit more about where you can find him and, and see some of his stuff, because I'll tell you, his content's good. So we'll be back in about 30 seconds. Welcome back to Java Chat. Coffee with Mike sitting here with Jeff Schaefer. Oh, the other one I did the, the, the head thing, this one I got the... Uh, we were talking <laughs> we talk a little bit about resilience uh, on the break and some of the things that um, that some of our 
um, communities face this day, especially with everything that's happened over the last year and a half or so. Um, resilience is, is a big deal. And he actually does that. Um, so if you ever wanted to follow somebody and hear about some of that kind of stuff, he's the one to follow. He's the one to find. Um, we wanted to chat a little bit about nutrition. And yeah. the reason for that is because with the lockdowns that have happened, um, it's become an unfortunate joke called the COVID-20. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is understandably, you know, most of us were locked down in our own homes. We, the, the ones that were the gym goers were the ones who mentally suffered the most, but the rest of us kind of just got complacent. And all of a sudden yeah. we're looking at the scales going, good Lord, what happened? Uh, well, one, you forgot what you had in your house uh, and then just started going through it. And the, and the other side of it is you really don't quite know what you're dealing with, with your own right. physiology. Um, so Jeff, you have, uh, there's a couple things. One is that it's talking about ketones, which is a big deal. And I'd, I'd love for you to kind of expand on that a little bit, what it does, what it's for and how it, how it can actually help the body um, start resetting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so exogenous ketones are the, the product that I, 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 I provide. And uh, the, thing that, the thing that most people don't understand is that when they hear the word ketone, they think keto, right? Because the word not keto the is a ketone, right? And, and not the same at all, right? So the keto diet actually started back in the 1920s and before, but 1920s is when it was really used to sort of address adolescent epilepsy. Um, and so they, they learned that by depriving the body of carbohydrates and increasing the ketones in your body, there were less, less symptoms of epilepsy in adolescence. Um, and that was because they were, their brains were, be, were using ketones versus glucose, um, and it's such a cleaner fuel source um, that the, the effects of the, the way that epilepsy affects the brain was lessened. So, uh, so that's, that's what that's about. But as as we've kind of learned a lot more about ketones and what it does for the body, uh, it's so much bigger than that. So uh, I started using exogenous ketones back in uh, June of 2019. Um, and back then I didn't even know the difference between a carb and a, and a, and a, uh, and a uh, carbs, proteins, you know, fats. I didn't understand the macros of our body, didn't understand all of the balance that it needed to be done. I was just eating for pleasure, right? That's what most people do. If it tastes good, I must be wanting to eat it. Um, and, the, and the reality is that the, the food industry has created such a hyper palatable uh, class of foods out yeah. there because yeah. it's, it's cheap to, to, to provide, it's easy to store, it yeah. lasts forever, right? It tastes amazing. Um, the thing is, uh, those are the foods that, that trigger your body to have such um, a, a proclivity to store fat, right? Um, and and so people get into this habit of thinking that TV dinners are good for you because they have they have clean food, they have vegetables in them, they have potatoes in them. Those are the good things for us. They're meat. What's the problem with that? The problem is there's so many hidden ingredients and things in there that really um, set you up for eating more, right? So anybody who who's anybody in the fitness industry will know and tell everybody. That it's all about calories in versus calories out, right? And, and, and quite honestly, it's more complex than that. But just to think of it this way, um, nutritionally, if you eat 500 calories above your caloric maintenance every day for a week, that's going to be a pound of fat. Mm -hmm. So 500 calories, seven days equals one pound of body fat. That's 
52 pounds of body fat every year. Okay. And so when people blink their eyes and think, or like you said, during COVID, they've gained 20 pounds. That's because they have not paid attention to what they're eating, not just how much yep. they're eating, but what they're eating, yep. because yep. It, it triggers so many things in our body. So I learned that exogenous ketones curb my appetite, right? It, 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 it stunts that trigger in my brain that says, go get that Dairy Queen that I want. It says, go, it stops me from going to reach for the candy bar in the fridge. Um, that I have in there. It, it, it's, 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 it's telling my body that I have a source of energy that is going to be there for me. Okay. It's a sense of security for me. Um, I don't, you know, when you eat carbohydrates and you feel yourself that way, then you, you burn through them so fast. It's like throwing twigs on a fire. They flare up, they get really hot. And that's why we crash because they, they burn out so fast. But what the idea with using ketones is, is that you train your body to use stored fat as fuel. And so, so ketones are not ketoacidosis. So I want to, I want to dispel that right now too. Um, because some people who are diabetic hear the word, hear the term ketoacidosis. And they think if I drink ketones, I'm going to go into ketoacidosis and it'll be hard for me. I'm not a doctor. So I'm going to say, I'm not making any medical claims. I, I encourage everybody who has a medical condition to talk to their physician before starting any kind of supplementation. But I will tell you that the ketoacidosis and ketone use are not always the same thing, all right? So, um, so I started drinking ketones. Within the first 10 days, I felt amazing energy. In the first 10 weeks, I started, uh, my pants started to fall off of me. And before you know it, I was, I was building a physique that was far superior to any um, way I've ever felt or looked in my entire life. I will be 45 years old in September uh, uh, 2021, and I can run circles around 20 year olds. And I am proud of that. Um, I, I, I'm doing a, a lifestyle challenge right now. I'm doing 75 hard. For those of you who don't know what that is, it is a lifestyle challenge that really challenges you to do two workouts a day, drink a gallon of water a day. You have to, it, it's just, a, it's a grueling um, experience with shifting your lifestyle towards something healthy. And, and um, I just, even though I've already kind of gotten into that, I feel like this is another way for me to shift that yet again and, and kind of even take it to the next level. But, but ketones are my fuel source. Ketones are exactly what I need to feel amazing. I have more mental clarity. Um, I have better skin. I used to have adult acne. I don't have that anymore. I'm sleeping through the night. Um, you know, my digestion is better. I couldn't eat certain things. I couldn't eat red meat. Like before, before this, Red meat was, I loved it, but it didn't love me, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I got now you. I can actually tolerate things because my gut microbiome is in such better shape than it was before. And the thing that most people don't understand is that we don't take care of our gut. We aren't going to absorb the nutrients that we need to be healthy human beings. Yep. Right? Yep. We don't absorb our, our nutrients in our stomach. It's in our gut that, that where all the good, the, the good things happen. Yep. And if we don't yep. have healthy microbiome, um, we don't, if we're not having my, uh, probiotics, uh, prebiotics in our body, we're not taking good care of ourselves. Yep. And so ketones actually help with that di di digestive process yeah. and actually help me absorb the good things from the food that I eat. Um, I, I started with keto and didn't stay on it very long because I learned that it was too restrictive for me. So to drink ketones, you don't have to be keto. I'm not keto. I eat carbs sometimes, all right? But I drink ketones because these ketones are actually gonna put me in a state of ketosis to burn fat as fuel in less than an hour, okay? These are naturally fermented. 
These are bio-identical to the ketones that our liver produces in our body when we, when we deprive it of carbs, only I don't have to do that to be in ketosis. So for anybody who's considering exogenous ketone use, and the only exogenous ketones on the planet that you can get that are actually effective at doing this are from me, okay? You can't, the ones that go into the brick and mortar stores, the ones from the, 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 the health and nutrition stores, those are not guaranteed to put you in a state of ketosis like these will because they don't have nine patents on it like we do. Uh, so you wanna get in the state of ketosis, your body starts to learn how to burn fat as fuel, and then you start to have all these amazing benefits, including fat loss. Awesome, amazing stuff. Um, considering all of the things that has that have gone on, and it's funny because um, I eat carbs here once in a while too. I try not to, but it's like it tastes amazing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Brain food, um, but I also understand the the benefits of being in ketosis because um, I I literally did drop about ten pounds not long ago, um, which was, yeah. I, that and intermittent fasting. And, and amazingly enough, the intermittent fasting thing, I, I used to be a solid believer in breakfast. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. No. Nope. I don't eat it anymore. No. Nope. I'll eat somewhere around one or two o'clock. Sure. I'll hit, I'll hit my caloric, whatever I need to do to stay in, in uh, deficit. Mm -hmm. And I, it's like sometimes I'm only having one meal a day and I'm still flying. I, right. I'm not slowing down. I'm not losing brain power. It's just, I'm, I'm just humming and going. When, um, you, when, you, when you do that, when you do intermittent fasting, your body naturally becomes um, um, deprived of carbs, okay? And it kicks into that state of ketosis and it actually gives you energy from yeah. the sort of fat that you have. And so people who think if I fast, and I, by the way, I do a 60 hour supported fast every month. So for 60 hours, two and a half days, I don't eat, okay? I drink ketones, I have bone broth, I have supporting DNA repair uh, supplementation, and I drink all the water I want, uh, you know, black coffee if I want to. But supported fasting actually is healthy for our bodies because it helps to reset all the microbiome. As I mentioned before, it also helps to gain um, better metabolism. And that's ultimately the goal for all of us, right? We want to have a healthy metabolism. The way to do that is to reduce your body fat and increase your body muscle mass. Interestingly enough, you said reset the microbiome. When you starve out all the stuff that's in there looking for all the bad sugars, they can't live. The good ones don't starve. That's right. Yeah, that's real, that's real cool that you mentioned that. Um, so as far as you, yeah. where you share your story and where people can find you, where, where do they start? Like where can they come in and meet the Jeff Schaefer? Well, I, ironically, I get fit. So it stands, it's an acronym for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me on all three platforms. Um, on on uh, Facebook, uh, you can just look up Jeff Schaefer in Painesville, Ohio. Um, you'll see me standing there with a smile on my face and a blue suit. Uh, and uh, that's how you know it's me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Keto Inc, K-E-T-O-I-N-K 216. Uh, that is my Instagram handle. And then you can find me on TikTok as Jeff Schaefer 216. Um, and again, you'll find the same profile picture everywhere. Um, if you want to go to my website, you can go to my website as well. Uh, that's Jeffrey Schaefer, uh, dot shop keto.com. Is that, uh, that, is that R E Y or R Y? E R Y J E F F E R Y. Got it. And last name is S C H A F E R. Awesome. Shop, that's dot shop keto.com. 
Um, I always encourage everybody who wants to learn more about uh, exogenous ketones, though, to send me a message so we can have a conversation because I definitely want to make sure not only are you getting what you need to be your best, but also save the most money. Yeah. Yeah. This, the, the idea of being in a business is not just to make profit. It's also to absolutely help. not. Absolutely yeah. not. I want to make sure everybody is taken good care of. I want to make sure we've had a conversation. I understand what your goals are, um, where you're coming from, who you are, um, who's in your circle, and then how we get you there. Like I said, the coaching calls is big for me. Um, I actually have one coming up here shortly after we're done. And I'm looking forward to that because it can, I get to connect with people on a very personal level. That's that's some of the most valuable things right there. When when you can do that, there are certain businesses that that's difficult, but for the most part, again, that servant leader attitude it really matters. Guys, if you if you have been listening and and know who we are, you know all of those links and all of those usernames. They'll, they'll all be down in the comments down below here on YouTube and also on Anchor.fm. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the bell right next to it, so you know when we get another awesome guest like Jeff popping in and sharing some some good info. Jeff, thanks so much for coming and hanging out, man. I really oh, no, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share my story. Um, any chance I have to, to connect with people that uh, really need assistance and, and kind of guidance through this amazing thing we call life, um, I'll jump on it. That's amazing. Guys, if you're uh, also listening on, on any of the plat uh, podcast platforms, I think we're on 12 of them right now. Uh, yeah, 12. Make sure you subscribe or download. If you're listening to us on anchor.fm, which is our home plate, uh, feel free to show, share some love and, and give us some support there. We can always use it. Uh, we are on Instagram. We do have javachatpodcast.com. Feel free to stop by. Uh, the big one here, honestly, uh, isn't just so much that we appreciate you guys stopping, and, and we do. You got to know somebody else, though, that could probably benefit from the information that was shared here today. Do them a favor, not us. Send this to them. Share it with them instant messenger text send them an email or something because you can share it right from from the, the buttons below give them some value you know be be the beginning if you will we really appreciate all of you making the time and taking the time to come and listen to us and come and sharing and, and learning and, and absorbing etc etc if you have any any questions make sure you connect with jeff where he's at or you can put comments and questions down in the comments too uh, we'll be sure to try to pass them on to him as we, and, and he'll answer as he can. Absolutely. Till next time. Thank all of you. We love you. Make sure you stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live for myself. Coffee with Mike and for Jeff Schaefer. Ciao for now. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. 
All rights reserved.